0: You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6.
1: Good evening, and thanks for joining us this Boxing Day. We are starting tonight with the heartbreaking discovery on Vancouver Island. Last night, officers found two small children murdered in an apartment suite in Oak Bay. Our Jordan Armstrong is following this story for us. Jordan, it sounds tragic what happened. What details are you getting? Sonia
0: Police now confirming the children whose bodies were found were just four and six years old they will not confirm a report in The Times columnist newspaper that the injured man is their father said to have self-inflicted wounds Oak Bay is known for its waterfront view but the view across from the marina is startling crime scene tape and investigators going in and out of an older three-story apartment building this building has been very quiet and uh, we have young families and we have uh, retirees in here and uh, it's never ever been any problem but there was on christmas day five p.m. police were called to harrow apartments by whom they won't say inside a ground floor suite they found the bodies of two children ages four and six and a man with injuries neighbors kept out of their homes for hours
2: it was a shock there were two ambulances there were five police cars and two fire trucks and we thought this is
0: very odd and certainly would not allow us into the building so we had to go to a friend's and spend a few hours until uh, such time that we were allowed to be escorted into the building after passing two checkpoints police say the public is not at risk they're not looking for any suspects Homicides in Oak Bay are rare, and when they do happen, they are usually domestic. The worst example in 2007, when Peter Lee broke into the family's home, fatally stabbed his estranged wife, their six-year-old son, and his in-laws, before killing himself. Weeks before the massacre, Sunny Park complained about her husband's domestic violence to three different police forces, but she wasn't protected. An inquest later blaming a lack of police coordination. Multiple police agencies are involved in the Christmas Day tragedy. Late Tuesday afternoon, the bodies were removed from the suite. Investigators expect to be on scene all week.
2: bit of shock and sadness because it's Christmas and we're supposed to be happy and blessed and we're not.
3: To hear that this has happened
4: right in my neighborhood um, is, is kind of scary.
0: So many questions, but so few answers tonight. Police have not said anything about a motive or if there is one. Names and genders of the children have not been released. At last word, the father was still in hospital being treated for his injuries. Sonia?
1: Jordan, thanks very much for getting all of those details together for us tonight. Two people in hospital after a serious crash in Whistler. Traffic heading south on Highway 99 near Nordic Drive was backed up for hours after a garbage truck and a vehicle collided head-on just after 11 a.m. Now paramedics rushed two patients, one of them in a critical condition, to hospital. So far there is no word yet on what caused the crash. A warning for SFU students tonight who are gearing up for the winter semester. Students are being targeted with an old scam involving Bitcoin. Our Nadia Stewart joins us now from the SFU Vancouver campus with the
3: details on this one. Nadia, what's going
1: on here? Uh, well
3: Sonia the email first appeared in November but we've been alerted by a student now especially as students are heading back to school for the winter semester take a look at uh, at this email the scam that was making the rounds the key really is are the perks actually that are being advertised that the first 20 students to respond with payment will get a gift card containing 10% of whatever they send. So definitely an incentive to send some more money and the email appears to be targeted at international students and it provides information on where the money should be sent. But on SFU's website they warn that this email and the page it links to was not sanctioned by the school and that the incident is under investigation. Now I did speak with a member of SFU's Bitcoin Club who says the school does accept Bitcoin at the bookstore. Uh, But we have heard from the Media Relations Department they say that SFU does not accept Bitcoin for tuition payments. Experts say the key is that anyone thinking about doing a transaction with Bitcoin needs to be sure of where their money is going.
5: Especially over the summer, there was definitely a surge of Bitcoin-related everything, including scams, right? Um, And the scams themselves aren't new and Bitcoin itself isn't a scam, but you know, these are you know, scams that have been around for years, whether it's through Western Union or gift cards. Okay, Bitcoin is just another payment gateway, and obviously it's there for scammers to exploit what they can.
3: Now, once again, that warning is posted on SFU's website, and any students who receive another round of emails or have any questions, they're being asked to call the school's IT department. Back to you, Sonia.
1: All right, Nadia, thank you very much for that tonight. Now, you might have taken a trip out to your local mall today looking for a bargain. Boxing Day sales, always a big deal for some people. But with more and more people shopping online now and the Black Friday sales we had in November, how much money can you really save at the mall? Our Grace Key braved the crowds to find out. A few dozen early morning shoppers lined
6: up at Best Buy in downtown Vancouver to get their hands on door crasher sales. And as always, the big ticket items were the TVs.
5: Is it worth getting up then?
4: Uh, yeah. I don't live far, so it's not that bad. I was expecting a way bigger lineup, so happy camper.
6: In downtown Vancouver, people didn't seem to want to brave the cold on Robson Street, instead choosing to head into Pacific Center, where the crowds were busy, but lineups were few and far between.
4: And if you have a plan and what you want to get, I think you can get in and out pretty fast. By the time you grab lunch, the mad rush is still there and you're home relaxing you with all the stuff they bought. You know what you want, get there, spend your good hour or two, and then leave.
6: No one was getting in and out quickly at the Outlet Mall in Richmond. Cars were bumper to bumper and traffic heading to YVR was backed up in all directions. Close so Burnaby's Metrotown also drew in huge crowds with the bargain hounds.
7: We got yeah. We got a bag. I got this bag. You got shoes. <laughs> I got this bag. Got this. It was really crazy and busy. The champs got crazy because uh, they got 50% off on uh, their pants, right? And then one lady grabbed it and a guy grabbed it and there was a huge argument and stuff's getting crazy here.
6: Though the crowds were big, gone are the days when you used to see people camped out for blocks outside retail stores. Experts say online purchases only account for 8% of sales but people do their homework online and when they go to a store, they're ready to buy. For others, Boxing Day remains a tradition.
4: There's a lot of Canadians who do not want to spend all the time and effort picking through what's on sale, what the value is. We also have about 50% of Canadians who love that. It's a sport, it's a game, especially young people. It's social, and they have a lot of fun with it.
6: Boxing day is my favourite. The other 50% who aren't buying into the hype don't like the crowds or
3: the deals. I'm a dentist, I work in the mall, and I really see the prices every day. It's pretty much the same, guys. And they're going to have Boxing Week deals all week. There's really no rush.
1: Grace Key, Global News. i <laughs> um, For one little girl today, though, it wasn't about buying. It was all about giving. And she was giving on the Vancouver's downtown east side today. 11-year-old Kyra Gregory Cole setting up at the corner of Main and Hastings this afternoon. Uh, She had some volunteers with her and handing out toiletries and other essential items to those most in need. She raised about $1,500 to cover the cost of the donations. And it's a tradition uh, Kyra started when she was just five years old. Now, a plea from police in Calgary tonight who want the mother of a baby found dead on Christmas Eve to come forward. The baby's girl, baby girl's body was found in a grocery parking lot. The grim discovery made just before midnight last night by someone who lives in the neighborhood. The exact cause of death hasn't been determined yet, but there was an autopsy showing that there was no trauma to the infant's body. At this point, police are focusing on finding the baby's mother, evidence at the scene suggesting that the mum had not sought any medical attention and may be in medical distress.
0: Investigators believe the baby was born in the 24 hours prior to being left at the scene. She was left between 3 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. on the 24th. An autopsy was conducted today, and early findings show the baby may have been alive when she was left first at the scene.
4: Very shocking, very shocking. Sad and a little disheartened. Uh, Just
2: uh, try to think this is a good time of year, and then it's good for some and it's not so good for
3: others. It could be the middle of summer on a Wednesday, and it's still beyond horrible. Like, I honestly don't think it could be worse.
0: You're watching Global News Hour at 6.
1: Uh, let's uh, go to Yvonne now for a look at uh, your weather. And Yvonne, it was nice. We got a little dusting of snow yesterday, where yes. I was anyway.
7: Yeah, so a nice dusting, a white Christmas for many across the south coast, but we are tracking a change on the way. There's been a bit of a lull in the action today because we're just in between systems, and it is now starting to push in across the island where we are seeing that light snowfall for the island, and it is going to develop across Metro Vancouver this evening, and we will see it in towards our Wednesday. More on the amounts and what we can anticipate Thursday, Friday in just a moment. Tempor- Temperatures today chilly. Only one six was the is the average for this time of the year. A record of 15 degrees on Boxing Day was set all the way back in 1980. Chilly, especially for interior sections today. Once again, overnight and for the early morning hours on your Wednesday, many areas into the central interior with the wind chills in the minus 20s and an arctic outflow warning for the northern sections of the province inland with the wind chills feeling closer between minus 20 and minus 25. Here's a satellite and radar, and this is the weather maker that we're watching. In behind it will be our Thursday, Friday, so the next few days, very active, and we are including snow in the forecast. Snow developing overnight for your morning commute tomorrow. If you are heading back or you're commuting, we will see the potential between 2 and 4 centimeters throughout much of the day, and the potential, once again, for the evening for an additional 2 and 4 centimeters. Thursday, Friday will be another weather system, and for those two days, 2 and 5 centimeters of snowfall with a significant amount inland between 10 and up to 20. And for the Fraser Valley, a special weather statement has been issued where we could also see the risk of freezing rain. So stay tuned here on Global BC and BC1 for more updates on your forecast. For tomorrow, we are looking at some nice breaks for the northern half of the province. A nice clearing is on the way for inland sections near Smithers. Central interior, we're seeing light snowfall similar across the southern half of the province. And the interior sections, will see that snow. If you're traveling along the mountain passes, it will be winter driving conditions. Whistler tomorrow, we're at minus four near hope at minus three and right across the south coast we'll see the snow as early as the morning hours on and off in the next round of snow will be leading in towards our thursday friday it is going to remain chilly over the next few days tonight's weather window sonia a stunning one this was taken from gene bergen in abbotsford we can see some, some of those playing hockey with mountains in the background
1: Cool. Thank you very much for that. Very Christmassy. Thank you, Yvonne. All right, I want to tell you about a royal first now. Meghan Markle spent Christmas with the Queen. Uh, The reason this is making the headlines, it's an honour usually reserved for family and only those that are already married into the royals. Britain's top photographers descended on the Queen's Sandringham estate for the big money shot. But the best picture came from a local person who was just using her cell phone.
5: (laughs) When the royals went to church, every photographer was scrambling to get the perfect shot of William, Kate, Harry and Meghan together. Only one did, and she's an amateur.
3: It was just a really lucky shot that captured the moment, and um, I was really grateful to It was perfect. I loved it.
5: Karen Murdoch, who lives near the Queen's Sandringham estate, captured this remarkable frame on her iPhone and posted it to Twitter where it got 13,000 likes. Her previous record was just five. Bonkers,
6: isn't it? What do you think?
2: Oh, it's has been a bit crazy. Yeah.
5: <laughs> her tip for getting the royals to smile, she and her daughter screamed and shouted at them.
2: We were fangirling a bit, really. We were kind of, hiya, happy Christmas. <laughs> if I'm being
5: totally honest, we were a bit embarrassing. Curran's photograph has made the front page of nearly every major newspaper in the UK. Acknowledgement that their professional photographers have been outdone by a member of the public with a cell phone. If you get a call from Kensington Palace and Meghan Markle says, I love the photo, can I have a copy for my shelf? Would you give it to her for free?
3: I
1: would freak out. So I would, I would be absolutely delighted if they wanted my photo.
5: With Prince Harry and Meghan's wedding a few months away, Karen may well get another chance to show off her camera skills.
4: Uh, mostly dry but cold day today. Whistler Blackcomb 158cm base, Grouse 185, Cypress 203,
0: and Sasquatch 190. In the interior, Revelstoke a base of 141
4: centimeters, Manning Park 118, and Powder King 152. Big white, 148 centimeter base, silver star about 125, sun peaks 113,
1: and just over 100 centimeters at apex. Mm. We should get out to the mountains at some point then.
4: Yes, mm. when it's summertime. I don't have to dress as warmly.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, what do
4: you got for us? Well, I got, a little, I got a bit of a sad story to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Bauer has died at the age of 93, four-time Stanley Cup champion, great goaltender, Hockey Hall of Famer, star, has, he has a star in the Canada's Walk of Fame, named as one of the top 100 players in hockey history, he actually played 63 games with the Vancouver Canucks when the Canucks were a minor league team in 1954-55, served with the Canadian Army in World War II. He was actually born John Kizcan, but he changed his name to Bauer to make it easier for sports reporters to say above all the accomplishments I just mentioned Johnny Bauer will be remembered mostly as a very nice and gracious man bereft of the ego that some with that resume would have. Canada Finland at the World Junior Hockey Championships today started off going on in Buffalo next year of course Victoria and Vancouver will be the host. This is Boris Kachuk. and is that a goal? They said it was in the ice then they went upstairs but you know what, when you look at this goal, and they did say it was a goal, the net was off its moorings before the puck went in, and it was Kachuk that knocked it off. So it's a bit of an odd call in Canada's favour, but Canada gets the goal, and in the end it didn't matter. They won by two, but that, to me, should not have been a goal. Anyway, one nothing, and then 25 seconds later, this one not to be disputed. Power play goal, rebound, right to Sam Steele, 2 nothing for Canada.
0: Play goal and the
4: Alexi Hepponiemi. The leading score in the Western Hockey League right now. Hepponiemi gets this one to make it 2 to 1. He plays in Swift Current.
5: Eventually it's going to get
4: Then Drake Batherson. Jonah Gadjevich, Canucks draft pick. He's in on this goal with an assist that made it 3 to 1.
0: Drake pokes it home
4: Second period. Taylor Radish with the score now, 3-2, just turns around and fires, that's a weak one. 4-2 at this point for Canada, play of the game though, Cal Foot of Kelowna. This looks like it's going in, the diving save with the left hand. This deserves a couple of looks. That one is not fully across the line. That is a good save by the defenseman that keeps it 4-2 that's the final Canada beats Finland they'll take on Slovakia tomorrow Rasmus Dahlin top prospect for next year's draft and Elias Pedersen the Canucks top prospect right now he scores Sweden taking on Belarus, there's a goal by Eric Brandström, he's a Vegas Golden Knight draft pick, easy win for Sweden today, 6-1 over Belarus. Harry Kane, looking to set a record
3: in the Premiership,
4: just needs a goal to have the most ever in one calendar year, and there's the goal, early for Tottenham against Southampton, that's now 37, beats Alan Shearer's old record, which I think was set back in 95, and then he adds to the record. If anybody wants to beat it's it, the new number is 39. On the turn.
7: Oh, Kane, that is. Harry Kane. Right
4: in the middle. That was easy enough. And this one will make it 5-1 to one as Deli Alley sets him up. Kane
1: up ahead of him. Of course alongside. Oh!
4: Kane. Brilliant!
1: 5-2.
4: <laughs> 39 goals and 36 premiership matches for Harry Kane of Tottenham. The win at 5-2. Burnley against Jose Mourinho and Manchester United. They're up 1-0. Make it 2-0. Speaking of brilliant, Stephen DeFore. But they couldn't hold the lead. Jesse Lingard off the bench for two. Including this one in injury time as Man U salvages a point. Burnley would have moved up to six in the tables. If they had beaten Man Uth, they don't. They get a draw. Great this is a great Dennis Shapovalov has been named the Canadian Press Athlete of the Year after his breakthrough season, where he moved from 250th in the world to 51st overall. Great Rogers Cup, where he beat Rafael Nadal. Uh, third time in five years a tennis player has won this. Milos Ronich won it in 213 and 214. Sidney Crosby was second in the voting. Uh, Joey Votto was third behind Shapovalov. There you
1: go. Brilliant. Thanks very much for that, Squire. You're welcome. All right. Finally tonight, do you remember the guy that was hailed a hero after defending a Muslim teen from an alleged racist attack on the Canada line? Well, new Fidel met and thanked a hero afterwards. But just before Christmas, Jake Taylor, well, he got another big surprise. Christian Robinson has the heartwarming update.
2: This is us, me and Jake. Noor, Fidel, and her hero together again. He was going to kill me. He was going to kill all Muslims. You may remember Jake Taylor was the only person who came to the Muslim teen's rescue when a stranger allegedly hurled racial slurs and attacked her on the Canada line. Noor can't thank Jake enough, but the kudos weren't done. Dear Jake, a bunch of us, we just wanted to say thanks. Toronto's Muhammad Leela orchestrating a crowdfunding campaign. The Vancouver Christmas Market helping gift Jake with letters of support from around the world. Thanks, Jake. Keep doing the good work, my friend. The biggest surprise delivered at the Canucks game on December 23rd. They just told us to kind of stay seated next to each other, and then all of a sudden you hear, like, ladies and gentlemen.
5: We are thrilled to welcome to Rogers Arena a true community hero. Jake Taylor and Noor Fidel to tonight's game. It just
0: felt like a very Canadian thing to do. You have somebody who stepped up when nobody else did and he did the right thing. And I think we as Canadians have a a debt of gratitude that we owe Jake. This
2: is me, Trevor Linden, and Jake. With help from the Canucks boss, Jake's story relayed to the crowd of nearly 18,000 who honored him with an NHL-sized standing ovation. For him to stand up and do what he did, he didn't need to, and he did. And I wanted that for him. I wanted him to get that ovation because he, you know, he's, he's he's amazing. The message fans took home, when we do the right thing,
1: everyone wins. Kristen Robinson, Global News. Fantastic story. Mm. All right, so quick warning in case you missed it earlier. Snowfall tomorrow? Yes, so we are looking at the snow
7: developing this evening and overnight be prepared, especially for the commute tomorrow and even leading into Thursday, Friday.
1: All right, Global Nationals Everyday Hero special is next. Thanks very much for joining us tonight.